You listen to the songs that echo in your spirit. The songs that has a witness within you. And as you listen, you sing along. And the Holy Spirit will use that song to minister to you. And you start getting the spirit of the song. The revelation that is in that song. And your spirit will explode with revelation. And that song then becomes yours. It's no longer the songwriters anymore. It is yours. It has become yours. Everything in the Bible needs to be personalized. Everything. Everything in the Bible. What God says to you, you need to personalize it. Amen. It's very, very important. So are you ready this morning? Are you ready to receive? Are you ready to catch? Yes. Amen. How to lay hold of God's protection and preservation. Now, I started the series on power healing. It would do you very, very good if you would listen to that and continue to listen. All right? Very, very powerful. Amen. Because it's not from me. It's from the Holy Ghost. And you can see that this is also a follow-up of that series. How to lay hold of God's protection and preservation. How many of you want that for your life? Amen. Well, in a social climate or a social environment of sickness and death, that's where we're living right now. We're living in a social climate of sickness and death, a social environment of hunger and famine, pandemics, pestilences, calamities, severe and abnormal weather, wars, and economic uncertainty. So what do we need? in this kind of social environment or social atmosphere or social climate, we need God's protection and preservation. Every one of us, we need God's protection and preservation. The key is, number one, you need to know what you need. Because a lot of people, they are too busy and they don't know what they need and just going around in circles like a dog chasing its own tail. No, you must never do that. The Holy Spirit will tell you what you need. Because time is very precious. Your life is made up of your time. You waste your time, you're wasting your life. You know, some people, they go into uni. They've done a few years and they don't know what to do. You've paid the fee. You've, you've wasted your time and you don't know what to do. And that's why it is so important we get into God. The very, very powerful thing about God is divine guidance. Divine guidance, the leading of the Holy Spirit. We must never live without that. So we need God's protection and preservation. The key is how to access them. How to access them. Have you ever been on the internet and then you're watching the news and then they have something for you, maybe the news headline, and you try to read some more and you have no access. Why? Because you have to join the membership. The church is like that. You need to join God's kingdom. You need to, go, you need to join his church. You need to join his kingdom. You need to join his spirit. And you have access to Everything in the kingdom. Now let's look at John chapter 16 verse 33. Now I'm talking to a lot of people. I'm giving the word of God to you. I'm sowing the seeds 
All right? So you take whatever you can because I know that we have different levels. We have different levels. So you take whatever you can and you can go home and listen to it again and take notes. John chapter 16 verse 33, who is speaking? Jesus. These things I have spoken unto you that in me you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation. So this is a prophetic scripture. Jesus is speaking into the future. In the world you shall have tribulation. Be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. So Jesus is giving us prophetic words. Say to the person next to you, prophetic. Prophetic means to forecast. We all watch the weather forecast. So we know, you know, what kind of clothes to wear, whether we should take an umbrella. And Jesus said, if you look at the signs of the world, it's much important that you get into his forecast. The Bible has the power to tell you what's coming in your life. The Bible has the power to tell you what's coming in your world, what's coming to the world. Remember, your world is different from the world. Come on, say to yourself, my world is different. Okay, know that. Your case is different and your world is different. You have been separated from the world unto God. You live in his kingdom and you live by his kingdom. Now, Prophetic words are very, very important, and prophetic words protect us in times of troubles. And that's why it is important for us to have years to hear, to hear. Let those that have years to hear, hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. And that's why last Sunday, I anointed your year to separate your year unto God, unto the Holy Spirit, Can I ask you to touch your year again? Touch your year again. Ask yourself, are you hearing now? Are you hearing now? Yes. So go back to John chapter 16, verse 33. And I want you to highlight some scriptures. Now, these things I have spoken unto you. Highlight the word spoken. We're talking about the rhema word. The word that is spoken to you in season When you're in the season of troubles, when you're in the season of worries, you need the spoken word, the rhema word. And Jesus is saying that his spoken word will deliver you from the tribulation. Because the next verse, he said, in the world, you shall have tribulation. And go back to what he said before. These things I have spoken unto you. In the world you shall have tribulation, but in me you might have peace. So his spoken word, rhema word, gives you peace. His presence also gives you peace. So where do we access peace? In the word of God. Where do we access peace? In the presence of God. The Holy Spirit is the presence of God. The anointing is the presence of God. And Jesus is telling us, he said, be of good cheer. He said, don't mourn. 
Don't fear. Don't worry. Be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. So his rhema word, his presence, they are your power to overcome what's happening in the world. Do you get that? He is giving us the understanding that in times of trouble, we need peace. Overcoming peace to access his protection and preservation. Peace. Overcoming peace to access his protection and preservation. How to have peace? We've looked at that just now. The word gives you peace. Being in Christ, you have peace. In the presence of God, there is peace. Have you got it? Okay, so the next question is, what is peace? What is peace? Peace is the word in Greek, Irane. Irane means being joined unto God. Irane means being in harmony with God. That's the word peace. Being joined unto God, being joined with God. Once you're born again, your spirit is one with him. So you're in harmony with him. You're synchronizing with him all the time. Now get this right. Peace is not a feeling. Peace is not a feeling, but an overcoming power. Peace is an overcoming power. Peace is an overcoming power. I'm going to tell you what peace is not, so that will help. Peace is not delay. It's not procrastination, not looking at the problems, just pushing them aside. Peace is not withdrawal. Let's just escape. Let's just get drunk. Let's just get entertained. Peace is not avoiding problems. Peace is not venting. Okay, if I could just vent it, if I could just dump it, I would feel a lot better. No, peace is not canceling nor writing off problems. Peace is not deleting somebody's name on your phone. <laughs> peace is not taking matters into your own hands. Peace is not going into the la-la land, Lucy in the sky with diamonds, you know, and get all drugged up and hung up. Peace is not getting, what's that word? Into gluttony. If I can eat, you know, I would feel peaceful. If I can eat some more, I feel more peaceful. Peace is not like that. Peace is not lashing out on people. Lashing out on people will not give you peace. To access God's protection and preservation, we need peace. So once again, what is peace? Peace is irane, which means being joined with God, which means to be in harmony with God. Why is that peace? Because God, what's the name of God? 
He is Jehovah Shalom. Jehovah Shalom. He is the God of peace. And when you're in harmony with God, when you're joined with God, you have nothing lacking. You have nothing missing. You are in that divine contentment, which is called peace. Peace is for battles. Peace is for battles. Let's look at Philippians chapter 4, verse 7. Can I ask you to listen up? Because I have a lot of treasure to give to you, okay? So say to the person next to you, listen up. Philippians chapter 4, verse 7. Philippians chapter 4, verse 7. And the peace, Irani, and the peace of God, which passeth all understanding. So that means the peace of God is not in your soul. The peace of God is not in your will, your thoughts, and your emotions. Your soul is yourself. S-E-L-F, self. Peace is not in the self. Peace is of God. He is Jehovah Shalom. So the peace of God shall keep your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. Well, you may be thinking, if I could divorce that man, if I could divorce that woman, I would have peace. No, 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 you won't have peace because that's a soulish problem. Marriage is a soulish problem. Relational problems, they are soulish problems. And the Bible has a lot to say to us and empower us to get rid of soulish problems. So go back to this. Shall keep your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. Now I want you to look at the word keep. The word keep is the word furail, furail in Greek, which means to guard, to garrison. It's a military word. It's a military term like soldiers. Have you seen the, what's it called, the Windsor Palace in England? Windsor Castle, what do they have? The guards. So that's the word keep. That means you have the power to guard that place, to garrison that place. So peace is a military force that protects you from the invasion, the penetration, and the attack of the devil. Do you get it? Yes, to God and, and Jesus, he's so, so powerful. He, he gave the revelation to Paul and Paul wrote it. What are the two most important parts in you that you must garrison, that you must guard? Come on, tell me. Your heart and your mind. Identify all your problems. Don't allow your heart and your mind to be attacked. How many of you know that physically, if your heart is in trouble, you are in trouble? How many of you know that physically, if your mind is in trouble, you are in trouble? They are the two very, very important ingredients, and they are vital to your well-being and to your success. Amen. A soldier who is full of cares and fears cannot win his wars. If you are full of cares and you're full of fears, it can be in the form of anxieties, stress, 
concerns. You're trying to carry everybody. You're trying to do it for everyone. You're trying to manipulate every situation. A soldier who is full of cares and uh, worries, concerns, fears cannot, cannot win even one war. You cannot. Why? Because you're already attacked by the enemy. You're already living in the attacks. Peace is for battle. Peace is for our protection from the enemy. For preservation from evil attacks. Now sometimes you pray. I encourage people to pray because it's better that you get into prayer and you learn how to pray. But when you say amen, I know and I know whether your prayers are working or not. Because some prayers, you're just praying it to feel good. You, You don't really get anything. Prayers are for battles. Peace is for battles. And if you don't have peace and you're not praying out of peace, you're not praying out of heaven, but you're not praying out of your, you're not praying out of heaven. You're praying from your soul. You're praying from the earth. Your prayers won't even reach your nose. How many of you know what I'm talking about? What did Jesus say? Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So Jesus was, Jesus was praying heaven to earth. So you're praying from heaven to earth. You're not praying from your problems. You're not praying from your soul. You are praying from your spirit. Say amen. Peace is for battle. And this peace is greater and higher than human understanding. Because it surpasses all understanding. This peace can only be found in Christ Jesus. Now, a lot of us, we know Jesus as the second person of the Trinity. We know Jesus as our personal savior. But not many of us know Jesus as the word. The word of God is your access, your access to the kingdom of heaven. Your word is your access to divine healing, divine health. Your word, the word of God is your access to God's provision in every area of your life. And that's why in Joshua 1.8, meditate on the word. And then God did not say that I will make Joshua's way prosperous. He did not say, I will make you successful. And that's what a lot of Christians think. And that's why it's so important to know the word. So you think with the word and not against the word. God said, you will make your way prosperous and you will have great success. As I continue, you get it more and more. So peace is not a feeling. Some people say, I feel so good. But then as soon as the situation changes, he becomes very mad. He loses all his peace by a slight trigger of the devil. God's peace is unmovable. God is heavyweight. Remember last Sunday's sermon. And don't forget, peace is one of the fruits of the spirit. So it is a fruitful, it is a spiritual force. 
It is a spiritual power that resides in your born again spirit. Peace is a spiritual power, a spiritual force that lives, resides in your born again spirit. So you have it. The fruit of the spirit, how many are there? How many fruit of the spirit? Nine. How many gifts of the spirit? How many gifts of the spirit? Nine. You can pair them up. They pair up like this. You can pair them up. The Lord gave me this sentence when I woke up this morning. Actually, he woke me up five o'clock in the morning. Gifts, you flow. Fruit, you grow. Write it down. Gifts, you flow. When you flow with God, you receive the gifts. Fruit, you grow. And they can work together. They can work together. The first group of spiritual fruit, the first three. Can anybody name me the first three of the fruit of the spirit? Love, and then joy, and then peace. The first group of the spirit is for your communion with God. If you lose it, you cannot communion with God. You will be into witchcraft. You think you're hearing God, but you're hearing the devil. That's where all the occults come from. Love, joy, peace. We are talking about not human love. We're talking about the love of God. We are talking about the joy of our salvation, the joy of the Holy Spirit, which is our strength. We are talking about the peace, the shalom that surpasses all understanding. In all this, no, no, God is the source. We are the stewards. A steward must receive to give. That's why even your prayers, you receive the prayers. To pray. Amen. We must be led, guided to steward. The unction to function, the anointing, being willing and obedient. This is very, very powerful. I was studying um, the Bible, you know, on the miracles, healing. And uh, if you look at the ministry of Elisha, he is so powerful. You know, what is what was functioning so powerfully in his ministry? Elijah, yes, he had a double portion. He's the disciple of Elijah, but he functioned quite differently from Elijah. What's so special about Elijah's ministry? He heard. He's a prophet. He functioned very powerfully by the gift of the word of wisdom. How did he know that Naaman should go to the Jordan River and dip seven times and he would be healed? How did he know that? He heard. The gift of the word of wisdom. He's a steward. The unction to function, the anointing, be willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. Peace means being bonded with, being joined to, and being one with God. Because Jehovah Shalom. Peace allows you to access all that God has for you. 
What is the absence of peace? Some of us we don't know how important peace is until we lose it. The absence of peace is stress, agitations, feeling disturbed, restless, unsettled, hopeless, harassed, tormented. Now, a lot of people they don't value God until God is completely taken out of their lives. Hell is the total absence of God. So don't go after God. Don't wait till you don't have Him to go after Him. Don't wait till you have to suffer very bad till you want to receive from God. Can I have an amen? How to have peace? Peace is an essential condition and ingredient for prosperity and for success. If you want to live well, you must have peace. The absence of peace can also bring about mental sickness, can also bring about physical sickness. Peace guards, protects, and preserves you. Without peace, you cannot hear God. And that's why there is therefore now no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus, because if you are so busy with condemnation and you're hearing condemnation all the time, you're hearing guilt and shame all the time. You can't hear God because you'll be hearing your soul. Your soul becomes overwhelmed. Your soul becomes very loud, very noisy. And remember, I think I told you last Sunday, God will not compete for your attention. God does not compete with any spirit. God has to be invited. How many of you know what I'm talking about? So, how do we have peace? Now, go to Second Peter chapter one verse two. Second Peter chapter one verse two. Remember, we are having these scriptures from those that are flowing in the power of God. This was written by Peter, by the unction of the Holy Spirit. He said, "Grace and peace be multiplied." So, if it can be multiplied, that means it comes in degree. You can have a little bit of peace. You can have more peace. You can have great peace. You can have a lot of peace. You can have the peace that completely, completely overwhelm you. You can have the peace that takes you up to another realm, the realm of signs and wonders and miracles. You can have the peace that transports you to heaven. That's what happened. Who was transported to heaven? Enoch. All right. So he said, "Grace and peace be multiplied unto you." How? Through the knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. Two, two channels through the knowledge of God. Where do we get the knowledge of God? Come and tell me, church. Where do you get the knowledge of God? From the Word of God. And where do we get Jesus our Lord? From our obedience, when you receive Him as your Savior and also your Master, Lord means boss. So, like everything else, we receive peace from God. How? By faith. 
Faith is the currency of heaven. Like on earth, what is the currency? What is the currency we use now for exchange? Money. You use money, right? You get what you want. In heaven, the currency is faith. In the realm of the spirit, the currency of exchange is faith. And that's why without faith, it's impossible to please God because he can't do anything for you. So how does faith come? Come on, tell me, how does faith come? By hearing. Hearing. And uh, if you looked at the, the Greek, hearing means hearing, 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 continual hearing. I call it power hearing. Listen to Kingdom Warriors. By power hearing, knowledge and understanding. Hearing that gives you knowledge, knowledge that gives you understanding. How many of you know that without understanding, you cannot have miracles? We have miracles because the ministers of God, the servants of God have labored in the word. What's my calling? My calling is to study the word, to study, to study and study. And that's what I'm giving you today. I'm putting it in a dish and giving it to you. So faith comes by hearing, by knowledge and understanding. I call it power hearing intentional, diligent, soaking, spiritual, explosive hearing. It's like you hear, you hear, and you hear, and then it comes up on the inside of you. Amen? God's grace, remember, God's grace does not come accidentally. The grace of God does not come accidentally. And miracles don't just happen at random. And that's why, you know, you go to the healing crusades, you go to those big crusades, they worked hard to give you an atmosphere for miracles to happen. They practice, they practice, they practice so that everything runs smooth. There are no distractions. Amen now. God's grace does not come accidentally. Miracles don't happen at random. It takes digging into the word, meditating on the word. Let's remember Joshua 1.8. And then praying the word, seeing it, believing it, and speaking the word. Why? Why? Because we have a lot of obstacles in our soul. And as you do that, the obstacles in your soul are then progressively removed. The channels are open. The flow starts to happen. Gifts come with the flow. And then what happens? Eruptions happen. It gets quicker and the capacity is enlarged. And the illumination comes. The glory of heaven comes. The light comes. What you could not see before, you can see now. You can see healing before. You can see how divine health could be possible. Wow. But now all things are possible to him that believes. The real faith has come. The real faith has come. The real faith has come. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. With that comes the eruption of power. Like a volcano. The working of faith. The manifestation of faith. Remember I told you just now. That faith is both a gift and a fruit. 
Faith is one of the gifts of the spirit. Faith is also one of the fruit of the spirit. A fruit you grow and a gift you flow. And they work together. And the more you grow the fruit of faith, the more you flow in the gift of faith. Did you get it? Yes. Amen. Amen. Come on, say to the person next to you, you can have both. Amen. So peace means undisturbed, unsettled. Or peace means you are settled. You are not unsettled. You are not disturbed. You are not harassed, threatened, intimidated. That's to do with all the mental problems. Now, just now I told you that peace is a military word. Irani. It means to guard, to garrison. Like the, like the, the Windsor Castle, the soldiers guarding the castle. In wars, the first tactic is to create fear in the enemy's camp. That's the first tactic. In a war, it's to create fear in the enemy's camp. Remember what the Philistines did to the Israelites. Remember what the Philistines did to Saul and his army. They were so scared. They were so frightened by their chance, the chance of the Philistines and also Goliath's size, his size, and their war cries. And they were so scared, they, they were hiding behind the rock. But when David came, he had no fear. He was not harassed mentally. He was not harassed. He was not intimidated. He was not threatened. Now, please understand what I'm saying. It is not something that you can do with your willpower. It is not something that comes with your mind, nor your emotions. Ask somebody who suffers from mental attacks. Ask somebody who suffers from nervous breakdown. They can't do anything about it. These problems are real. These attacks are real. It's not something that you can do just by using your willpower, your mental power. We're talking about the attacks of devils, the attacks of demons. And David had nothing of that. Why? Because he had been living under the anointing. Because he had been living with the peace, the irony. That's why he could what? Kill a bear and a lion. Because he was supernaturally guarded, garrisoned by that power, that force of peace. Fear torments and robs one of his peace or confidence in God. David had peace. He was not at all disturbed. He knew what to do and he conquered Goliath with confidence in God. He knew what to do. Amen. Hallelujah. And God brought him and the entire nation protection and preservation. Can we say amen? Come on, lift up your hands. Protection and preservation. Through David, God brought protection and preservation to the entire nation. Come on, listen to me. 
Your leaders in your life matter. Don't just follow anyone. Saul almost endangered the whole nation. All of them could have died if God had not sent David. And for those of you that are already leaders, take your position seriously. You are accountable. You can no longer live for yourself because there are people following you. And I'm talking about even leading when it comes to music. Your leaders matter. And I'm talking about parents, of course. Leaders matter. Leaders matter. Don't just allow anyone to lead you. Don't just go anywhere for convenience sake. Read your Bible. God told them where to eat. God told them which teacher to listen to. It's always your self-will against the will of God. Which one do you choose? Amen? What is peace? Peace is freedom from all the distresses that are experienced as a result of sin. Freedom from all the distresses that come from sin. If you look at Romans chapter 8 verse 6, Romans chapter 8 verse 6, to be spiritually minded is life and peace. To be spiritually minded is life and peace. Even babies know what peace is. What somebody may think, wow, being a leader is so much responsibility and accountability. I better not do it. No. If God has called you to be a leader and you keep saying no to him, guess what that is? Rebellion. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Amen. Peace is a protective force. It's a protective power coming all over you. So that the enemy cannot penetrate your mind, your will, and your emotions. You stand strong. Peace will empower you to stand strong. So that the enemy cannot move you and cannot move you down the path of destruction. Remember, I told you, the devil cannot destroy you. He had been stripped of all his power, but he can fool you to destroy yourself. All right? Peace is our spiritual covering. The Apostle Paul in Ephesians chapter 6, remember? He named one piece of the spiritual armor. What is that? To do with peace. The gospel, shoes of peace peace. Your shoes decide where you go and how you come in. You're going in and you're going out and you're coming in. Your shoes decide your direction, the move, your move, your going, your move and your going. It's very important. Peace is our spiritual covering. Remember, before the birth of Jesus, when the angels came, what did they say? What did they announce? Peace on earth, goodwill 
to men. So the angels prepared the whole spiritual atmosphere for the ministry of the Messiah. Peace on earth, goodwill to men. And devils couldn't come close during the time of the ministry of Jesus on the earth in Israel. Peace, I told you, in measures, and peace can be given and peace can be received. Go with me to John chapter 14, verse 27. John 14, 27. John 14, 27. Jesus said, peace I leave with you. And he said, my peace. So peace can be personalized. Peace can be possessed by yourself. He said, peace, Irani, I leave with you my peace I give unto you. Not the world kind of peace. All right. So peace can be given and peace can be received. Look at Matthew chapter 10 verse 13. Matthew chapter 10 verse 13. Jesus speaking to his disciples. He said, if the house be worthy, let your peace come upon it. But you have to make the discernment whether the house is worthy or not. If the house is worthy, referring to the house of the body, of course, let your peace come upon it. And that's why I told you, God would never compete for your attention. If you're too busy for him, that's fine. That's what he will say. All right? If your peace, your peace come upon it. But if it be not worthy, then let your peace return back to you. He's talking to his disciples. Don't let that house take away your peace. Don't let anybody's offense take away your peace. Don't let anybody's misunderstanding take away your peace. Don't let anybody's accusation take away your peace. Don't let accidents, don't let whatever that's happening in the world, don't let COVID take away your peace. Don't let social media take away your peace. Come on, have a greater amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So peace is like a blessing that can be imparted. It's like the laying on of hands. Amen. And then if you look at John 20, 21, Jesus said to them, peace be unto you. Now in the four, in the gospels, four times it's recorded in the gospels that Jesus said, peace be unto you. Now the number four is a global number, okay? So four times Jesus said, peace be unto you. So don't you think that peace is very important? How many of us know that almost all the sicknesses in the world are related to stress? Peace is your protection from sickness and disease. Amen. Grace and peace work together. Peace is a powerful and essential ingredient in the life of a believer. There are altogether 18 verses in the epistles that Peter, Paul, and John blessed the church with what? Grace and peace. He said, grace 
and peace. Grace and peace. Why? Because that's how we get our protection and preservation from grace and peace. Peace protects you. Grace prospers you. Only one amen? amen. Do you understand the meaning of the word amen? What does it mean? Amen means let it be so unto me. So when I say something, you say, let it be so unto me. So you're taking it, catching it, and receiving it. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. All right, the faith connection. Are you doing all right? Amen. Go to Isaiah 53. Now, I'm going to finish the sermon. Don't miss this part. It's very, very powerful and important. I mean, I had, no, I had no idea until the Lord gave it to me. Isaiah 53, verse 1. Isaiah 53, verse 1. Now, how many of you have read Isaiah 53? Oh, if you have not, you better go home and read it. What is Isaiah 53 about? Healing. <laughs> it's about divine healing. Divine healing. All right? So what's healing? What's healing to do with peace? What's healing to do with protection and preservation? How do we get healing? Didn't God want us to suffer? Doesn't God send sickness and disease so we can learn from it? Doesn't God want us to suffer so that we can become humble? No. Why? Why? He is the right. Look at Isaiah 53 verse 1. Who hath believed our report? To whom is the arm of the Lord stretched? Isaiah 53 verse 1 begins with this. Who has believed our report? This is God speaking. Can I find somebody who would believe me? The word of God says when Jesus came back, when he is to come back, sorry, present tense, future tense. When Jesus comes back, will he find faith? And this is the Old Testament. Who has believed our report? My arms are stretched out, but who can receive them? To whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? And you better lift up your hands and say, yes, I believe your report. I receive your outstretched arms. Okay. And let's continue to understand because without understanding, you don't believe. Understand that Isaiah 53 is a prophetic chapter. It's on what God has offered to mankind through the sacrifice of Jesus as the Lamb of God. Now understand that Jesus is the mighty conqueror, right? He is also the Lamb of God. Isaiah 53 gives us the revelation of the ministry of Jesus as the Lamb of God. As a sacrifice for our sins. In the Old Testament, they had to burn the what? The sin sacrifice. Who is the sin sacrifice? Come on, tell me, church. Who is the sin sacrifice? Jesus. 
The reason why you don't have to be punished for your sin with sickness, accidents, catastrophes is because Jesus took your sin. It's because he's your sin substitute. He's your substitute. He is your substitute. He's the lamb sacrificed on your behalf. The perfect lamb of God, the perfect blood to replace your sinful blood. That's why the cross is the place of divine exchange. Your sinfulness for his righteousness. Your sickness for his health. Your carnality for his spirituality. Your hate for his love. Can we say amen? Amen. Amen. If you look at Isaiah 53 verse 5. Isaiah 53 verse 5. But he was wounded. What? For. Highlight the preposition for. So that you can take it. Whatever God has given you, you must take delivery by faith. It's like I'm at home. I don't want to go out to eat, you know. I I just want to stay at home. What do you do? You call Uber. I mean, I'm not doing advertising here. I'm just giving you an example. (laughs) And then you go to the website and then uh, you choose whatever you want to eat. But still, you won't have any food until you take Delivery. You can have all the good things in the Bible and you see, wow, provision, health, prosperity, divine connections, divine orchestration of events. Wow, so good, so good, so good. But you can't take delivery without faith. That's why the beginning verse of Isaiah 53 is what? Who have believed our report? And to whom is my stretched out arms revealed? Because it's only by faith that you can get revelation. So it's not that God is not giving you. It's not that God is not healing you. You need to believe. And some people, I can only believe for two minutes. If it's not happening in two minutes, no, too bad. If it's not happening in one week, no, too bad. And then even with your belief, you, it's no presumption in there. You can't say, I believe, I believe, I believe. You need the spirit of faith who is the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost will tell you when to believe, what to believe. So that there's no presumption. Can we say amen? So who he was wounded for? Come on, say with me, for. For our transgressions, he was bruised. Come on, say it with me. For our iniquities. Come on, do it again. All right, okay, let's do it again. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. That means we should have been chastised, judged. I was reading the Old Testament, going through all the miracles in the Old Testament. All right, 
And I thank God for Jesus. I thank God for Jesus. Praise the Lord. Amen. And thank God for David, the revelation that he had got of forgiveness from God. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. That means the punishment that should have fallen on us was fallen upon Jesus. That's why his face was so marred. That's why they couldn't recognize him. His body was so broken. Why? Because every one of our sin, every one of the sin of mankind from Genesis to Revelation was upon him. And that's why the commandment was you should forgive. If you don't forgive, neither will God forgive you because Jesus bore everyone's sin. How many of you say amen? Hallelujah. And this is our golden scripture, our favorite scripture. Read it together. One, two, three. And with his stripes, we are healed. Notice it's present tense. I call it eternal present tense. Always works. So now you understand better? You understand now, huh? Amen. How many of you say yes? Yes. So peace instead of chastisement, healing instead of sickness. Amen. I want you to look at Isaiah 53 verse 11. I'll just take, I'll just take you to a few more scriptures. Okay. Isaiah 53 verse 11. I want you to look at the second line. By his knowledge shall my righteous servant, who is Jesus. And then what's the word after that? One more time. One more time. Justify. Woo. Amen. By what? His knowledge. Where is his knowledge? Come on, tell me. Where's his knowledge? Where's the knowledge? In the word. Where's the knowledge of God? In the word. Where's the knowledge of God? In the word. Who is the spirit of knowledge? The Holy Ghost. He's the spirit of truth. By his knowledge shall my righteous servant. Jesus, justify many. How many of us have been justified? Lift up your hands. Amen. Come and look at the person next to you. Say to the person next to you, you have been justified. I have been justified. So stop accusing, condemning, judging anyone. Amen. Amen. It's Jesus who justifies. Who is he that condemns? Now answer the question. Who is he that condemns? The devil. Yeah, that's right. His name's called the adversary, the accuser. Amen. For how, how did Jesus justify us? How could he justify us? How? For he shall bear their iniquities. He bore in the past. He bears in his present. He shall bear in the future. That's why he said it is finished. Amen. Isn't God good? Hallelujah. Okay. Hallelujah. So Isaiah 53 verse 10. We're still in the same chapter. Okay. This is a golden chapter. Isaiah 53 verse 10. Hallelujah. I want you to see the latter part of that verse. Okay. Because of time. He shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days. And the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. Who is his seed? Who is the seed of Jesus? Who is the seed of Jesus? We, the church. All right. 
He shall prolong his days. God shall prolong the days of Jesus. How does God prolong the days of Jesus? Through his seed, the church. Isn't Jesus still here? How? Through his church. Isn't Jesus still here? How? Through his church. So that's why, shouldn't you serve his church? Shouldn't you join his church? Aren't you a member of his church? Yes. Amen. He shall prolong his days and the pleasure of the Lord, Jehovah. How does God get his pleasure? Shall prosper in his hand. The church is the hand of Jesus. Aren't you his hands and feet? Aren't you his hands and feet? Yes. So you're doing the works of the Lord? Yes. God anoint your hands for war and your fingers for battle. Why? So that he can have, can have his pleasure. You're winning the wars. You're defeating the devils. You're defeating sickness and disease. You're defeating the demons of poverty. You're defeating the demons of strife. The pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. Glory be to God. Now go back to Isaiah 53 verse 1. Now can you answer that question? Go back to Isaiah 53 verse 1. Who hath believed our report? Verse 1. Who hath believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Now answer this. Yes. Answer this now. Answer it right now. Answer it. Come on. Some of you are still like this. Are you getting it? Catch. Come on. Catch. Catch. Who hath believed our report? Yes. Who hath believed our report? Come on. Yes. Yes. There's power in your word. Who hath believed our report? Come on. Yes. To whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Me. 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 Whoa. Your response. Your spirit, the church, the body of Christ is the seed of Jesus. We are his offsprings. The believers prolong the days of Jesus on the earth. We are not the sick nor the defeated ones. We are the pleasure of the Lord. Amen. Prospering in us. We are protected. We are preserved from all evil to manifest the goodness of the Lord, to declare the victory of Jesus Christ, to reign and to rule on the earth. Hallelujah. We're here to know. We're here to understand. We're here to believe. Come on, church. Stand up. Glory be to God. Come on. Stand up with me, everyone. Hallelujah. Amen. Lift up your hands. Hallelujah. Say with me, we are the victorious ones. We are the triumphant ones. We are the healed ones. We are the prosperous ones. We manifest the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. We are the light of the world. We are the salt of the earth. I carry the flavor of God. I carry the glory of God. Here I am. Send me, Lord. Send me, Lord. I believe your report. I receive your revelation. Here I am. Send me. Give the Lord a big hand of praise. 
Amen. Hallelujah. Can I have the musicians to come on stage? Can we sing, we believe, we believe, we believe. One more time. Come on. Dance with me. Glory be to God. It's a time of celebration.